1: because of either the excitement or the action or quickness. You can be in, you can be out and you make some money. For me, it didn't really work. I've tried it numerous times. I just don't like having to sit there and watch each bar and each tick minute by minute to see where this thing goes. Am I going to be right? Am I going to be wrong? That is just not for me.
0: This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over a 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, today, I have a special guest online, somebody I've gotten to talk to before. And I'm actually really excited to have it back on today because we're going to be talking about trading and investing and really what are the differences between the two and which is better. And uh, our guest today is TG Watkins. He is the director of stocks over at simplertrading.com. And TG, listen, thank you so much for coming on. TG's basically left the state. Uh, in, in an effort to uh, find a safer and uh, more, more conducive environment to be in right now versus Texas. Because, uh, I mean, virus cases are off the charts right now, and uh, it's pretty dangerous out here. So, TG, uh, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of background on who you
1: are, and uh, we'll get into today's episode. Thanks, Chris. So I'm the director of stocks at simplertrading.com. You can find my channel particularly at simplertrading.com slash moxie. And uh, I just trade stocks. I like to keep it nice and simple like that. So I think that for people who like to either have their retirement accounts and stuff, they don't want to get too fancy with options or they want to be able to put money someplace that they don't have to worry about all these complex strategies. That's really what I excel at. And I've gotten a lot of people that come into that and just love the refreshing way that I look at the market.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, being an investor, people think like Warren Buffett, right? You make one trade a decade and it's just going to be awesome whenever you do it. Uh, would you feel that that's the the, the case for your, your, your portfolio that you manage or, or are you a little more active than that?
1: I'm a little bit more active than that. <laughs> and then also going to the, uh, well, we just need to make that one killer trade. Sure. You're going to have a few trades that really kind of make your month or your year. But we need to make sure that we understand that this is a marathon and not something that we're just going to, oh, this is going to be the killer trade, because what happens is then we put too much weight on that one trade, thinking it's going to work, and maybe we go outside of our comfort zone, we add up too much, and then it just doesn't work out, and now you've really damaged your account. So make sure you think of it as a marathon and don't put too much risk on any one position.
0: Mm, Well said. All right, so let's talk about the differences here between trading and investing. Uh, My whole deal is uh, 10minutestocktrader.com. It's the most clickbaity title that I could come up with and uh, it works, right? But then at the same time, like that's also my, my shtick is that I don't want to be nose deep in a portfolio all day, every day. In fact, I was talking to Varagi one day and she was saying that that's probably the best way to go is to just have your action plan, get in and out without being um, jaded or um, overthinking your, your steps that you're doing right now. So to you, like what's what's the difference to you as far as like trading and investing? And I mean, is one better than the other?
1: Well, let's kind of define them first. So when it comes to trading, I first think of day trading and then you have slightly longer, which is swing trading that might last for a couple of days to a couple of weeks. And then you have investing, which, you know, we kind of think of more of the Warren Buffett or it's just kind of the buy and hold. Your grandpa said, hey, you should go buy some Coca-Cola, and just kind of hang on to that thing. Longer term stuff. So with those kind of definitions, first off, um, I think a lot of people are drawn to day trading because of either the excitement or the action or quickness, you can be in, you can be out and you make some money. For me, it didn't really work. I've tried it numerous times. I just don't like having to sit there and watch each bar and each tick minute by minute to see where this thing goes. Am I going to be right? Am I going to be wrong? That is just not for me. And so what I figured out was that I like to do swing trading because for me, what I figured out worked best for me was that the end of the day really determines where the next day or the the start of a trend is going to go. And with that in mind, I figured out that really, as a swing trader, I just have to look at the market essentially once a day. I just have to look at my portfolio or look at my positions or go out there and scour the market once a day to see where things ended. And then I just have to come back the next day and say, well, where has it ended and do I need to do something about it? And that was a much better time horizon for me. But then when you get into investing, it's like, well, that might be true. You might get more appreciation over the long course for something like that. But wait, it handled either some of these moves, you know, up a lot of percent, down a lot of percent, but overall you're still in an uptrend. It would just, I just felt like I was giving back too much money or too much percentage to really ride this thing out. It was just, honestly, it was also kind of boring. So the thing I figured out was I've got that nice, happy medium that uh, I look at them on a daily basis and they last a few days to a few weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you're looking at them at the end of the day, what what is the end of the day to you, right? Because we've all heard of the, uh, the 3.30 ramp, right? Yeah. Is, it, is it literally after
1: 3.30 or just any time in the last hour? I will start scouring the market and looking around and checking things out. Basically, the last two hours of the market, that's about how much time I need to actually look at everything I need to look at. But I typically don't move money until about the last half hour of the day because it really matters where price ends up. I can't leave even just last Monday going into the 4th of July holiday, the market you know, kind of trended up for the day and then went sideways. And it was the last 20 minutes of the day that it actually bounced off one moving average that I l- usually look at. And that told me for that moment, I was like, we're going up for the rest of the week. So it mm. really last 20 minutes of the day for that one. And that would set set the course for the week.
0: Wow, interesting. Okay. So, do you ever find a point where they kind of, uh, the last two hours don't get fulfilled in the last 20 minutes? Like it just falls apart?
1: Uh, yeah, it does. Okay. In fact, when I, there was another one, AMD, uh, a couple weeks ago, looking at this thing, it was kind of trending sideways for a little bit. And I was talking to our subscribers in a bunch of our options room, and I was saying, well, here's what I'm looking at. And it wasn't something I was going to be trading because it wasn't quite set up. But I said, it does look good. It looks like it's starting to come to a point where we should maybe take a trade on it. But then a couple of days later, and it imploded. Well, you go back and you look and I say, hey, here was the situation. In the last hour of the day for AMD, it, it, the 8 got underneath the 21 on this particular time frame. And price got underneath both of these moving averages. And so there you go where price closed was underneath moving averages, therefore I couldn't go long, and therefore the next day it kept continued to go down. So mm. yeah, really, end of the day. Okay, that makes
0: sense. So would you look at that more um, as a trader or as an investor? Right? That would be
1: more of a trader. That's more okay. of a trader type thing. Investor, I'm gonna be looking at monthly, weekly, maybe even down to the daily, you know, probably the daily, and generally saying, hey, are these moving averages still going up? Is price generally still u- over them? And as long as price hasn't gotten rejected by one of the underside of these moving averages, then I'm going to be you know, staying into this thing. I'm going to try not to manipulate it too much.
0: Gotcha. Now, you know, we talked about you just uh, avoiding the day trading realm. And I've been there, man. I cannot tell you how many times where I was trying to figure things out, which we all have to figure out our trading personality uh, where I'm sitting there and I'm just like pouring sweat, <laughs> like, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Right. Yeah. And you know, having a plan and then you're like, well, that plan didn't work out. So I'm gonna make a new plan like mid stride. Right. I am so guilty of all the worst mistakes there are out there. Uh, but that's honestly how, uh, how I've been able to learn. And, and I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, <laughs> but you know, from a trading and an investing perspective. What do you think is just better? Like, if you were to choose one or the other, for somebody who's got some money, they're like, I want to do something with it. I don't want it sitting in cash, right? I or maybe for example, right? Um, you came into an inheritance, maybe some life insurance, maybe you sold a home, and and uh, you want to do something with the funds. Where should they?
1: Where should they be looking first? Trading or investing? Fair, fair. Uh, I would say it kind of depends on your lifestyle and where you're at. If you don't know anything about the market, well, then you first need to learn some stuff about the market. And I think that's where you need to kind of you know, a little selfless plug here. Come take a look at us over here at Simpler Trading. And then or read some books and just start getting some experience. Don't use money, don't use real money if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna push the wrong button or something's gonna go wrong and you're gonna lose the money. And so just paper trade. I know some people say, oh, whatever you know, you're not gonna trade the same with paper that you do it with real, but you need to start someplace. And the other thing that I really like is Thinkorswim actually has this thing called On Demand, and it's a DVR for the stock market. And I can't tell you how much I use that. It was the thing that really shortened my learning curve. And what it is, is you can go back instead of just looking at a stock that's already had these moves and you say, oh, clearly I would have bought here and sold there. No, actually go back and relive it as if it were real. And then you can challenge yourself. And and what's nice about that is you condense your learning time because you can fast forward and you can jump around and you can move one day at a time every five minutes. So there's just a compression of time and experience with that. as far as, well, what do you do with your money? Um, if it's a, maybe it's a bigger portfolio, then I would say investing because you want to not over trade and get chopped out by the market. And so you might want to slow down a little bit. And So investing, as I said earlier, is te- typically along the monthly, uh, weekly and daily timeframes where trading is going to be probably you know, the biggest timeframe you're going to be looking at is daily and then you get down to the hourly and then 15 minutes. The other thing about this is what is your lifestyle like? Do you have the opportunity to look at the market the last hour or two of the trading day and make some decisions? Or are you busy at work and you can't make a decision until the market's closed? And maybe you don't even have enough time to do all this work and research until the weekend. If you don't have time until the weekend, then you're going to have to be more like an investor. Or if you're going to be swing trading, it needs to be on a larger scale and you don't make decisions on anything lower than a daily time frame. So it kind of comes down to what your life is like and just how much effort or time you can put into the market.
0: Mm, that makes a lot of sense. There was a lot of really, really smart knowledge bombs you just dropped right there. Nice work on that. You know, for me, like, um, I mean, in my family, we've we've experienced loss and and uh, uh, life insurance and and things like that. And that, that's why I ask. Uh, but I mean, if you aren't familiar with in, like anything in the markets, you're like, oh, I've heard the stock market goes up okay. 10% a year, right? Cool. Um, the last thing I would recommend anybody to do is start trading it because it's so easy when, and I've been there, trust me, I've up my account twice. Uh, it's so easy to think you know what you're doing until you've actually experienced it. Mm. And uh, just one thing leads to another and you have gone through all of your funds and you're like, oh, what have I done? But on the opposite end, right? If you are just looking to do something with your money, get it out of your checking account so you don't spend it, that's another thing I tell people too, money wants to be active. If it's just sitting in your checking account, it's going to want to be spent. But if yep. you're putting it to work, right, if you're just buying the SPY, I mean, that right there on its own, the SPY over the 200-day moving average, that's been back tested to be incredible results. And all you got to do is look at one moving average and just go long or go short if it's above or below. Now, I mean, you may give up some percentage points here or there, but it's not like options trading where you're buying long calls and uh, oh, man, let me tell you, I guess yeah, I wouldn't that. be
1: recommending <laughs> options for somebody who's got some life insurance money.
0: No, no, no. Um, you know, it, and, and, you know, if you're just looking to put put some things away, the easiest, simplest, fastest way to do it is just buying, buying the SPY. And then you can get dividend income off of that. Yeah. And uh, maybe even selling cover calls on that if you wanted to as well. Yeah. So, and,
1: and what you're talking about there is say, well, do I do it myself or do I go hire somebody to do it? and well, I think that there is some uh, peace of mind having other people manage it for you and other companies and doing mutual funds and all that. What I've seen is that a lot of times these companies, they can't outperform the market. And so unless you really just want to be completely hands off, I think that if you, if you look at this, you get some basic education, some knowledge, maybe you get some handholding from people like us then I think that if you go out there and you say, look, I'm looking at this, I see that price typically bounces off these moving averages and does this and does this. And if you get yourself familiar with it and you're patient, then I think you can start doing some of it yourself, but maybe don't do all of it. Again, either practice with paper, make sure you know what you're doing. Don't go pressing the wrong button because you're not familiar with the trading platform. But I think that we're capable of doing it ourselves if we have some, some guidance.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense, and and I agree with you. I mean, the fees that you would be charged. Oh man, I saw something where it was like if Warren Buffett had been paying fees, he would have made you know some astronomically less amount of money than him managing on his own. Sounds so, like if
1: we had taxes.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's another story. Mm-hmm. So TG, tell me some more about uh, what what we're, um, you know, getting ready to to do today. So just to give you guys a little bit of a, you know, break down the fourth wall here, um, TG and I had uh, emailed a couple of times just uh, getting some topics together. And we also talked about maybe some ways to um, save money to put into your portfolio. What were some of the, the other things that you were thinking about there?
1: Well, let's see. I was saying that we need to actually make sure that we don't create bad habits for ourselves. This is one of the things that we as humans, when we kind of get into something, uh, we can start doing it the wrong way. Like how many times have you been to a gym or had somebody uh, coach you and they said, well, you've been doing this wrong the whole time and you're bound to hurt yourself. Well, it's kind of the same thing with trading and some of the other stuff we get into is um, it's good to have a little bit of professional coaching or guidance because we do things just kind of how we got into it. And that's a bad habit that we've learned. So we, And we may not even know it until somebody kind of tells us something else. It's like we don't know enough. We don't, we don't know enough to be, or we can just enough to be dangerous to ourselves. And so what we need to do is, I say, we need to make sure we unlearn bad habits very quickly. We need to recognize what those bad habits are. I read a book that said that's called willpower is not enough. And what they were saying is, you know, we might say, well, we have a sugar addiction or, you know, we drink or we have coffee or something like this. And you just want to cut out of your life. Oh, I can just do this. You know, I can just say I won't eat that cookie. Well, it's not so much about that. It's about our environment. And if we always have cookies laying around the house or on the counter, there is almost no way that our willpower is going to say, no, don't have that cookie. as though It's just so easy to just grab one as you walk by and eat it. The same thing goes with our trading patterns and our our money finance, how we spend money, how we save money, how we trade. All that matters. What do we do? How do we set ourselves up as far as our physical environment? If we find that we're spending too much money at one place or too much money on Starbucks and too much money on this, well, figure out our problems. Is it because you drive by a Starbucks every morning and it's just easy for you to go in there and you can't overcome your, your environment that you just saw? Well, maybe take a little detour. Take a different route to work so that you aren't enticed to go there and spend $5 every, fi- every day and do something like that. So mm-hmm. make sure that you kind of uh, rectify your habits. And it's probably more about your environment than anything else.
0: Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: I hadn't thought about it in the, the habit
0: sense, but that does make a lot of sense. So, I mean, maybe, maybe something that you could do is put on like a... uh like an automatic uh, deposit thing into your investing account, right? So every every two weeks on payday, you throw I don't know fifty bucks at it, and you know it doesn't feel like a whole lot, but at the same time, you look at it a few few months from now, you've got a nice little addition to your portfolio that you could work with.
1: Yeah, uh, one the one of the other thing that's a little bit closer to home with something like that is we have say mental stops. You know, we put a trade on, we say, oh, well, if it goes below this point, I'm going to get out. Well, the problem is with a mental stop, well, we can change our minds and we can talk ourselves out of it. And that's kind of a, this the environmental situation. And we need to then do something about that. Either we put a line on the chart and say, absolutely, if we're going to do a mental stop, we got to get out. you got to build that habit in you. Or what's easier, just put on an autopilot and put an automatic stop. It's right there when you do the initial trade entry, it's right there. Just say where you want to get out. And let it go and that way if it happens or maybe you've t- walked away from the computer and the market moved too quickly it gets you out peace of mind now you've taken i don't know three or five percent loss and so instead of a potential 15 percent loss it's these things that we need to put in it's like automatic bill pay you know like you're mm-hmm. saying for your, your trading account just take care of your bills make sure that those things are paid automatically then you don't miss it then you don't get a late fee
0: yeah man that that, that makes a lot of sense to that right i am one of those people that i hate paying bills. I like, it drives me crazy when I get a bill in the mail. Cause I'm like, Oh, I actually have to go and log into your website and yeah. do all the information to pay this. Like I have one bill that I pay each month and it's my, my, my mortgage. Cause I pay extra on it and I can't do that uh, automatically in this case, but everything else is automatic. I don't touch it. I don't do anything like that. And my right. parents are on our, our phone plan because they're they're older and, you know, for them, it's like 10 bucks a month for each of their lines to be additional on our, our phone plan. Right. So they send me a $20 check and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I have to go. I have to deposit this check. Yeah. Oh, I can't stay in this. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. And in fact, on the uh, the the uh, the exiting orders, that was something I didn't do for a long time, but I do now. And it really does give you the peace of mind, right? So just today, even I had two orders that were executed to get me out of long bond positions, which, um, you know, at the time right now, bonds are just like, they're up and then they're down and, and it's fine. But I was telling TG earlier, I've kept my stops really close. And uh, this morning, I was out of those trades. And by the time I got to looking at them, they were much worse off than had I had a, a mental stop or if I had to go and execute the order on my own. And it just makes life easier, especially uh, if you're doing like a market, uh, what do you call it? Market limit order uh, to close where instead of like, no, no, a market order to close versus a limit order to close because uh, stop limit, stop market, stop my limit, that's it. Cause if you're doing like a stop limit, right? Let's say it, your limits at hundred, if it gaps down to 98, your your order's still at a hundred to close and uh, you're stuck while it's going down, maybe even a 95. Whereas if you do the uh, stop market order, you'll, you'll get filled immediately. As long yeah. as you've got good liquidity there, you don't have an issue. So Basically, I'm, a, I'm a you just got to get out
1: when it goes against you. When something's going wrong, you just got to get out. It may not be the greatest exit, but as you said, even your experience today, when it goes down or goes further than you thought, it might keep going and you want to make sure that you don't have to ride that out. So just get out.
0: Exactly. And then you have, Time to do other things like chat with
1: people on Skype, right? And now I don't have to
0: worry about my orders because I know they're going to get filled no matter what.
1: Exactly. And if you've got family or you've got something else you got to do and you can't be watching the market the whole time, it's just that peace of mind. And then if things keep moving up, set a trailing stop, something that basically ratchets with you. As price keeps going up, your stop will keep moving up. And hopefully once it starts moving up a certain amount, your stop loss will go above your entry point. So even if the thing totally turns around on you, at least you get out break even. And that's the whole thing that we're trying to do is make sure that we don't go negative. We, we got to think of each dollar as a soldier going out there to try and work for us. And if we keep losing soldiers, we're going to have less and less to actually work with. And what we need to do is it's all about preservation of capital. We need to make sure that we bring every one of those dollar bills home, even if we bring them home at the same number, you know, no growth. Mm-hmm. But, you know, coming back home at zero is better than coming back home negative.
0: Yes, without a doubt. And I think that that's where most people, especially when they get started, really get off track. They're like, Okay. I'm going to take a big loss here. I'm going to take a big loss there. I'm going to take a big loss over here. I'm going to take a small win here, right? Everything that we do instinctively, right? Letting letting uh, losers run and let and cutting our profits short, like that, all comes instinctively. That's exactly the same mechanism in your brain as you see a dollar on the ground. You're going to pick it up, right? Yeah. Because you don't want that dollar to go away. But uh, you know, it, we let our losers run in the hopes that it will come back, and that's the thing when you are trading or investing is that you've really got to overcome that natural instinct hurdle to let your, uh, your losers run, hoping they'll come back and cutting your losses or cutting your that
1: natural thing that you're talking about inside of us is we don't like losses. We don't like to admit that we're wrong. We don't like to lose. And if we, we've kind of done this mental game with ourselves that if price is going down and we're, it's going against us, well, you know, I'm down 15%. If I just kind of hang on, it'll come back, and maybe I can get some of it back. And maybe, maybe I can get minus 5% instead of 15%. Well, if you had a stop, you would have originally gotten out at minus 5%, even then it has go down. And the whole now you're out, and now you're just free. Your mind is free. It's clear. You don't have to worry about this thing anymore. Whereas if you missed it. And you didn't get out at minus five percent; it goes down to fifteen. Well, now every day, every minute that you're there, you're thinking about it, you're stressing about it. It's clouding you. You can't think about any other trades until this thing comes back. And it just keeps doing this thing, and maybe it gets worse and worse and worse. And then at some point, you're going to have to cry uncle. And maybe it's down now seventeen percent. And probably as soon as you get out is when it's going to. This when it's going to go ground. back up. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, exactly. So just it's it's just better to get out sooner. Let it do its thing. And then you can always get back in later. And I can't tell you how many times I do that. It, it happens all the time. But you know what? It means that I got out at a 5% loss while it then went down 10 more percent. And then it turned back around. And you know what? I caught it at about the same position when it turned back around. And then it took off. And it's just a it's much easier game to your, your own psychology and psyche that way.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Mm. So at the end of the day, TG, I think we decided that if... If you want to choose between trading or investing, it's best to look at your own personality, your risk tolerances, and your time horizon in yeah, your you're life what, you're, what
1: your lifestyle looks like. a lot mm-hmm. of it comes down to lifestyle. What are you even uh, capable or, or available to commit to the market?
0: Yeah, and that I mean that makes a lot of sense. And having lived the whole lifestyle through this, figuring it out the the hard way, you know I've learned a lot of expensive lessons, I like to say. you yeah, um, all have yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so be prepared for that.
0: Yeah, and and then too, right? People people go to college for for, you know, 4, 8 whatever years to to get into their profession, but they they open their trading account and they they watch a couple of podcasts or whatever mm-hmm. and they they immediately think, "Oh, I'm going to be the next Warren Buffett or I'm going to be a millionaire overnight or I'm going to buy all these
1: penny stocks and
0: you know, that sometimes you just got to pay the Wall Street tuition before you really get your legs under You
1: do, and you just need experience. You just need time on the charts. You need time to really see how these things work. There's kind of a season to it. There's different, it just takes time. And when things are good, it's going to be in that way for a while. Things kind of change a little bit, and it's going to be like that for a little bit. You just have to have screen time. And that's where I say Mm -hmm. that the on-demand feature really works well for me because I can take an entire year of movement on one particular stock, and I can compress that into about an hour or an hour and a half of going through. So now I've lived an entire year in an hour and a half, and that shortens your, your computation time because think of how many thoughts you have every day looking at this particular stock do I want to buy it? Do I want to get out? Do I have to do something about it? What about this? What about that? What about this setup? And then there's a lot of garbage in between. Now, if I could take all of those thought processes that I have over the course of the year and put it into a, an hour and a half, well, now I know what I was thinking at the beginning of that hour and a half versus at the end and I could take notes and I can draw on this stuff and say, oh, you know, I was going to make a mistake here or I should have done this or I should have done that. And the course of time that this was taking is days and weeks and months but I've now made it seconds and minutes and less than an hour and a half.
0: Oh, wow. That, that sounds really cool. I'm going to have to go and check that, uh, that, that feature out. I think, uh, at least for me, I don't have any money over at... Uh, what you is don't it, have Gmail to. You can
1: do a free account with Thinkorswim.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't have any money there, but I know I have an account, so I'll have to go and, uh, and try that out. So there you go, very, guys. There's a pro tip right powerful. there. You don't have to put any money in it to actually get this feature that is yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, TG, where can people learn more about you, the, uh, yeah. the Moxie Trader?
1: So, Moxie Trader, that is the indicator that I came up with. And that is, that is what revolutionized my own trading is I now had something that really spoke for me and my mind. And so I took that and I was able to go someplace with it. And my mentors actually saw this and said, hey, you should do something about this. And um, I really like enjoy I enjoy helping people. In fact, you mentioned life insurance earlier. I used to be a life insurance insurance agent, uh, financial oh, advisor. Nice. So I really like to help people and give back. And now I've found a place here with stock trading that I can help people increase their account. And I have one subscriber who is actually doing this to grow her grandchild's college fund. I'm like, okay, I know what's on the line here. So I take it very seriously. And we have a very good, fun audience, great subscribers in there but you can find me over at simplertrading.com moxie, M-O-X-I-E. And then that's everything about me. And from there, you'll find out more information and just come sign up, say hello, let me know when you're a new subscriber and we'll make you feel comfortable and um, you know, we'll be doing well in the market.
0: Excellent. I've written a short guide on how you can use the Triple Stock Profits system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Well, thank you for your time, T G. This was a this was a great conversation. I, I really love being able to uh, to chat with people like this. It, it just makes my makes my job easier just sit around and uh, talk to people, but also to be able to share uh, these ideas and. Um, you know, we're, we're so fortunate that we are in a place where we can discuss the things that we're passionate about. Right. Absolutely, so thank nice you so for your you. time
1: today. Great. Thanks, Chris.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning into today's how to trade stocks, options, podcast, make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications that way you never miss whenever we have guests, just like TG and more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode.
2: 10 minute StockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10 stocktrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10 stocktrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments, not included here, involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions. And for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10 legal. And thanks for stopping by.